Welcome to another edition of Old Nerd, Young Nerd, uh, Zombies. I'm Derek, and just to recap where we are, uh, on the last episode, Todd and HK1 returned from raiding the electronics store to the camp. They deposited the loot, but when they were leaving the camp, they noticed that there was another team of um, other human survivors that were kind of coming to check out what was going on. So they decided to go back uh, with HK1 to scope them out and see if they could maybe figure out where their base was. So as they, as Todd and HK1 rolled up onto the strip mall, they hid in the woods, they spied on the building, and they saw a small team kind of coming out of the electronics store. They were kind of just scrounging what, what was left over, and uh, Todd decided to follow them at a distance. So he followed them through down the street, kind of into another town, through a commercial sector where he lost them a little bit. Uh, they climbed the roof of a building, saw that they drove into a residential area, and the residential area was just kind of a lot of winding roads and side streets, so that they couldn't pick up the trail there. But they did find the house of the owner of the electronics store, and Todd left him a message with an invitation to join his party, should he so choose. They then backtracked back to the electronics store, where Todd decided to have himself and HK1 spend the night to make sure they were not followed. Alright, so you're on the roof of, of, of the strip mall. How do you want to do, like, the watch shifts? Do you want to have, like, one person awake, three people sleep, or two and two? How are you feeling? Alright, I think I'm going to just do one. Um, not going to really light any fires or anything like that. Just going to have one person every four hours uh, or so. So it's not uh, too crazy. You know, just take turns rotating, keeping a lookout. Because uh, we're on uh, higher ground, so hopefully we can see anything that's coming around us. And I just want to get to sleep and decide in the morning what we're going to do, um, unless something comes up during the night. So that's my plan so far. One person every four hours, just on lookout. Rest of us sleeping, guns ready, weapons ready uh, near us. But I think, you know, just by the mere fact that we're on the roof, it's going to be hard for us to get swarmed by anything, um, zombie or human. I don't know if zombies can climb. I don't know for sure. But that's that's what we're doing. One person every four hours. And should a, should a scout see anything, are they just supposed to just watch and see what happens, or do you want them to wake every? all the rest of you up or do you have uh, do you want to work out some kind of signal ahead of time that's a good question um i uh what i am hoping for is uh nothing happens but if something does happen i want them to quietly wake us up to be be ready no matter what it is uh i don't want them to wait till the last minute to to get us up if they see something i want them whoever it is to to wake the rest of us up all right so it's about 5 30 at night um the sun's set at this point uh who do you want to have the um what's the order of people you want to have the shift go um it can uh it could be uh i guess me, then Jake, then Gary, and then Tom. Every four hours. And we're not going to be standing up. I just want them kind of like laying down too uh, on a lookout because I don't want it to be too obvious that we're up on the roof. So uh, they're just going to have a lookout. They're, they're just going to be keeping watch and staying up, but laying prone during this time, during their shift, I should say. Okay, so you have your position on the roof. The guys kind of settle in to try and sleep a little bit. Uh, you take up your watch. A after a few hours goes by, nothing's happened. Um, you, you head into the third hour, and you start seeing headlights come in your direction. All right. I'm going to wake everybody up, uh, get them ready on the roof. Uh, I want to send somebody down uh, to the vehicle 
to get that ready if we need to uh, make a quick getaway. But the other three of us are going to be on the lookout, uh, watching what's going on. Uh, I don't want the car started yet, but I want someone in the driver's seat ready to go. I guess I'll send Tom down to uh, do the driving in the vehicle uh, if necessary. Uh, meanwhile, Jake, Gary, and I will be on the top of the roof looking to see what's, what's coming our way. Uh, Tom has accepted his role as designated driver and uh, heads down the building over to the jeep just in case uh, the rest of you take up positions along the wall and as you look out you see uh, a pickup truck coming towards down the road towards the strip mall and it pulls in kind of does a slow circle of the mall uh pulls out and heads back towards the town you you can infer that it just seems to be like a random security patrol that these guys have set up to uh just check the, the outlying areas by their camp uh you don't know if it's like every few hours on the dot or if it's semi-irregular so this is it information you'll, you'll probably be able to piece together throughout the night all right i'm gonna have tom come back up and uh when it's ready we're going to um you know change shift uh like like we were here had planned it kind of makes me nervous that uh this might be a, a pre-planned pre patrol route because they're pretty they're they're, they're ranging far um but we'll, we'll see what happens as the night goes on. So I'm going to bring uh, Tom back up, and then we'll continue uh, sleeping and taking a changing shift. Okay, so you, you resume your pattern of watch, and you trade shifts with Jake. Uh, Jake doesn't report anything at the end of his shift. He just goes and wakes up Gary. But about an hour into Gary's shift, he wakes you all up. The headlights are coming back. Or there's at least a difference, another set of headlights. You don't know if it's the same truck or not. Alright, same thing. We're going to have Tom in the car. Uh, we're going to be on watch uh, to see uh, what happens with, with these people. Uh, people that are coming it's uh i i guess we'll wait and see what happens um and if anything comes of the the truck or whatever so we're just gonna do what we did last time getting ready to leave if we have to okay once again tom scales down the building gets over to the jeep you guys take up your watch along the wall and this time you see a jeep uh kind of do the same loop that the pickup truck did comes through goes around the parking lot heads back out to the road and heads back in the direction of the of the town so it seems like they send a security patrol out every uh, four to five hours or four to six hours to check this area out. Uh, that, that being said, it's like four in the morning. Patrol just left. It just based on what you saw, you could probably give it a little bit and then head back to camp. Or do you want to stick it out on the roof for longer than that? No, as soon as I think it's safe, um, I want to go back camp, get a couple more people get a plan together and go back to that town uh that's that's my ultimate goal uh after we we've rested for a couple of hours once we uh get everything together we're gonna hop back uh in the vehicle and head back to camp and uh just uh report to everybody once we get back to camp report to everybody what we found out so far but that's our plan we're gonna get in the vehicle and we're gonna start heading back okay so you guys on the roof gather up what you had up there make your way to join tom down in the jeep uh you guys settle in start start the jeep up pull out to the road with the headlights off and you know you, you make the right out of the parking lot heading back in the direction of the camp and after a few minutes you turn the headlights on because you're sure you're not being followed you make it back to the camp within an hour and as you pull up you know you radio ahead to the night watch to let them know you're coming as you pull up you can kind of see that there's um, a vehicle you don't recognize parked out front it's mm. this big uh fancy looking suv and when you park 
one of the one of the guys on patrol uh, on night security comes over and says that the mayor from the town you helped previously is at the camp and he wants to speak with you. Uh, he didn't realize you were going to be out all night, so they uh, the mayor's kind of sleeping in one of um, one of the cabins. All right, I am going to go wake up the mayor if he's not awake yet. See what he wants. Uh, also, let him know about what we've found and. Uh, going to take it from there uh, to see what we're going to do because their their patrols are uh, seem organized, a little too organized. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be spreading out, but I would like to see where this takes. The mayor's an early riser, um, so you find him awake, and you kind of explain what you were doing uh, to him. You, you know, you explain that you found this other group of survivors, and they seem to be pretty organized. They have, like, an established security patrol from uh, a town, the uh, the next town down across the way, which mit- which uh, they're familiar with that town since it was the next closest town to him. <laughs> um, he he kind of shares your concern about, like, an organized, how organized they seem to be and how rapidly they responded to your initial um i don't want to call it a break-in but pilfering of that electronics store uh but he he um he says to you that he's he came to basically discuss a formal alliance between your camp and his town and after the events of the horde he's even considering just abandoning his town altogether and maybe moving whoever wants to come over to your camp if you'll allow it oh that's kind of interesting um i think we're kind of full now we'd have to actually start expanding out um and i think we'd have to expand uh back into the woods to maintain as much cover as possible in the front uh but depending on how many people he has and if they're willing to work hard you know i would be okay with that and expanding everything but i want to keep kind of like a skeleton crew in that town to show that it's still active at least the appearance of and because we might need to use that as a um kind of a feint in case we are attacked because uh in the zombie apocalypse the most dangerous uh things out there are humans so I want to give us our, ourselves every advantage we can. Uh, I also don't want to really abandon the town completely anyway, just because of the machinery and everything else that they have there. And I want to get those um, those body length shields, uh, if we can, like some kind of garage or steel fabrication or something like that. Um, any type of, you know, repair shops or anything like that that can do it quicker, I would definitely um, like doing that. And then we can also... Once we know how many people they're thinking of bringing over to us uh, in terms of getting them drilled uh, in the turtle formation when dealing with the zombies, because uh, it's only going to get worse uh, before it gets better, and it could be years, so um, I want to get everything uh, set up and, you know, making of, like, the, the bladed weapons, that type of thing. So I don't really want to abandon the town completely. Uh, I'm okay with having, like, 90%, well, depending on how many people there are, 90% of their people here, and then always having, like, a 10% showing um, in the in the towns. Uh, and then we can coordinate with that, but I'm okay with that. But I'll uh, see what he thinks of that. And, um, then if, uh, you know, if we do start to do this, I might take some of his people with us when we go to look at the other town again to recon the area. And I might set up a semi, uh, permanent 
scout base in that strip mall too just to always be on the lookout and have somebody up there with the radio that can let us know you know who and what are coming i want to see if we can get some motorcycles too I don't know if we um, if they have them in the town, but I think that would be easiest for like maybe a two man forward you know operating base uh, with that that mall because I, I want to know what's coming in both directions before before it hits us. I don't want it to be kind of like the last to know. So that's that's my plan so far. I'm gonna see what the mayor thinks about that and take it from there. So as far as um, as people go, he he tells you that. The Following the uh, the battle with the horde, the town suffered a lot of casualties, especially when the courthouse got stormed. Uh, that being said, they had several hundred survivors, but a lot of people decided to uh, kind of go off to live with family that was close by. She had like a lot of parents with their kids trying to go live with siblings a few towns over. At least they, they hoped those towns were still intact, especially since the horde was gone and they're assuming it was the only horde. So all, all told, there's about 100 people still in the town. So you would probably need to start expanding the camp as far as like the walls or at least building new living quarters within the walls. Uh, the mayor says he does have a few contractors that stayed behind that know how to build. Um, there's a lot of materials in the town that you can salvage just from existing homes and the, the hardware store. And they have, they had all, they had, uh, had a stash of, uh, medicines and stuff from the pharmacy that they pulled once, when everything kind of went, went to crap. He also kind of agrees that he doesn't want to abandon the town completely. So he's thinking that maybe, uh, obviously for now, till new buildings are constructed within your camp, that his hundred people would just kind of stay in the town, but that, they might just kind of leave a Ford operating base at the police station of maybe 20 people or so at all times. How do you feel about that? Actually, that's what I was thinking. I mean, if we're, if they're looking at a hundred people, uh, I was thinking of having about 20 people in the town, uh, just rotating in and out. Um, the, the camp being our main, main, uh, main base. So I kind of want to have the town, uh, all in one direction and I want to have scout at all times uh, on top of that, um, that little mini mall, uh, to the other side of us. So we know, uh, in general, what's coming from both directions on the road. So I think that's, that, that's a solid plan. I also want to, and it's going to sound crazy, but, you know, seeing, making the town look like we have more people, whether that be, you know, mannequins or making scarecrows to sit in uh windows or something like that but just making it uh seem like there's more uh of a presence in the town than there actually might be and then you know have people just doing random patrols in the town and then um if he was okay with that i you know i'd say bring like 40 of their best workers maybe so we can start constructing what we can in the town and solidifying um the walls and everything and also uh start expanding out uh if necessary but uh, bring like, uh, you know, a good 40 people so we can really start construction efforts. And then um, as many motorcycles they have, I want to have uh, send two people back out uh, with radios to the, the strip mall to, again, camp out on the roof. Uh, I want the, the motorcycles just uh, in the woods, like right off to the side. So they're within easy distance if they need to get out of the uh, strip mall quick. And I also think it'll be easier if they have to go through the woods with the motorcycles. I mean, even if they have dirt bikes, I mean, that'll work too, um, just to let us know. But I want somebody, I want to get uh, a couple of people out there uh, as soon as possible. Uh, he agrees with you about getting uh, the scout team set up on that other, um, in the strip mall, like as soon as as soon as possible. He thinks that uh, at least one member of his police force would volunteer to do it. Like, I don't know if you want to have um, 
like a one-to-one rotation of like one of his people and one of your people or if you don't if it doesn't really matter since you're allies now um he said that you know he's totally cool with the work workers coming in like immediately as well as like other able-bodied people to help start raising new structures and fortifying the walls the only thing he's worried about is the sheer amount of vehicles it's going to take to transport all the people and the material you're going to have a convoy of like 10 to 15 vehicles that are going to be going down the road and you're going to have in and out of your camp so the your camouflage is going to potentially be an issue issue with all the noise and all the constant like having to move the camouflage part of the camp to allow access to the camp for these vehicles yeah what i want to do is um once once we're we're all set up and everything uh, you know i want to co-mingle our forces so everyone gets to know each other and interact and bonds because uh, i think that's going to be important but before we start anything uh i'm going to tell the mayor give us about like three four hours just to get somebody in place. Uh, for now, we'll just use one of the Jeep uh, until we get uh, like some motorcycles or dirt bikes or something, uh, if we can scavenge them from somewhere. But I want to get them in place before start moving people. I also want to, you know, have, I guess I don't need people on the road heading to the town, but I do want to have those, you know, two people with the Jeep going back to the strip mall. And then I want to have at least four or five other people. I'm going to take a break, but then I think I'm just going to take uh, Jake, Gary, and Tom out uh, with one of the other trucks. And we're going to be going about midway, turning around the uh, to, midway to the um, to the strip mall, turning the, the truck around, and just being prepared if we need to to back up the two people that are on lookout on the uh, the rooftop. But that that's my plan. I'll just ask for you know whoever wants to volunteer, whoever's fresh, to go to the rooftop and get in position. So they can let us know if someone's coming. And then as soon as, uh, you know, about an hour into that, then we'll go back out. Jake, Gary, Tom, and I, and take a position maybe about 15, 20 minutes away from the strip mall, just as a backup force if necessary. And then we can start. It'll give uh, the mayor enough time to get people together and organize uh, his people and any materials that they can bring to the camp so we can get it, we can start getting everything set up. I want to do them, I don't want this the steady stream. I want it to all happen at once with like the 30 or 40 people, you know, and then just change over like once a day um, until we're, we're set up. I don't know how many days or, and or weeks it's going to take for everything to be completed, but I only want this to happen once a day uh, to limit our exposure because uh, I know there's going to be a lot of people in and out, uh, rotating in and out, and then getting the town set up with decoys and everything else uh, just to make it seem bigger than it is. So that's my plan, uh, getting about four or five hours for them, uh, and it'll also give them the four or five hours to get ready and bring as much uh, materials and everything else as possible to the camp and then um i'm going to send somebody like i said immediately out to get on top of that that roof and then like in an hour or two i'll be going too after i you know rest for a little bit more that's the plan now and then we'll see how that uh what happens with that okay so the mayor basically just leaves so he can go get start getting some men and materials ready to arrive in the next four hours or so i maybe we'll call it 10 a.m and then brett and dave from hk2 volunteer to go be your scouts at the strip mall so they just grab a little bit of equipment and set out right away so they'll get there around 7 a.m uh, so you and the rest of hk1 are going to take a bit of a rest and then go and i guess drive out to that gas station i guess that'd be the the closest point mm -hmm. uh is there anything else you want to have done in the meantime before this happens or while this is happening i should say essentially essentially your campers are just uh 
uh, still kind of stripping of trying to fell as many trees as possible and then start trying to salvage lumber from those trees like they've been doing. Yeah, I'm going to have them keep on doing what they're doing because uh, we're going to need it anyway. Um, you know, back stripping the, the, the back of the camp, going deeper into the woods. I also, since we're going to be having more people, eventually want to to uh, strengthen the fencing, and um, that's that's down the road. That's when we have uh, more people. But I just want them to keep on doing what they're doing. I'll notify them of what we're doing and keeping them in the loop of everything that's been going on, uh, who the new people are that are going to be coming in, who be getting ready to expand our, our camp. Okay, so the scout team is set out. The mayor set back off. You guys are resting up. Uh, you have a plan for expansion in place, or at least a, a bare plan for expansion in place. So I guess this is a good time to wrap up this episode, and on the next episode, we'll pick up from here. In the meantime, uh, don't forget to follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Old Nerd Young Nerd, and listen to us under all your favorite podcasting sites under the same name. And as always, I'm Derek. And I'm Todd. And remember, normal is the new boring. Thank you for joining us, everyone.